Brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. We're back. We meaning me, your host, your commissioner, your one and two GM of the warmest regard, Sean, here with Connor for the 25th episode, I believe. He is the co-host, the co-commissioner, and the GM of the one and two no-names, formerly the AAA, formerly big boys. I already said his name. It's Connor. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Um, another week of the another week of NFL, so I'm, I'm happy to be here and uh, happy to dive into what happened last week. Let's get into it. Ding. Tonight, week three review, league news, and we do have some news. Uh, Baxter declined my trade. Week four breakdown and dad <laughs> jokes. Four. The week three review. Let's get into it. Weekly review. First up in the best friends division was the battle of the unbeatens that came down to Monday night football and CD lamb for the hotness and miles Sanders for the big rippers. (laughs) Going into the game, the Rippers were ahead by two points, but projected to lose by three. After a disappointing performance from Miles Sanders, the Rippers lost by by less than 0.6 points. Whoop! What's that? (laughs) Uh, Sure. Before we get into the full breakdown of this review of this matchup, we do have a voice memo from Baxter, the GM of the Big Rippers. Let's listen in. Uh, Connor, John, how are you? It's Baxter here, taking a midday walk, thinking about the weekend, thinking about how I lost by 0.6 points to Will. It came down to Monday night once again. Miles Sanders or CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb does really nothing. Miles Sanders was looking good. But alas, the idiot coaching staff, the Philadelphia Eagles, decides to really sit him the entire second half. Did it slow down? He gets nothing. Also, thinking about the idiot ref <laughs> through that flag, <laughs> hitting the ball, causing the muff punt for Rondale Moore, <laughs> thus giving him minus one, and I lose by 0.6. Had that not happened, I would have won. It's tough, but that's the way fantasy football go. Could be the end of the Rivers. It'd be hard to beat Jake this week. His team looked good. They're fire, firing on all cylinders. But that's all right. We're going to fight. We're going to lose. We're going to win. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. Sad Tuesday. Looking forward to the next weekend. We're out. Bye bye. 
they're going to fight, they're going to win, they're going to lose. Or was it they're going to fight, they're going to lose, they're going to win? They're going to lose, they're going to win. Wow. Yeah. First of all, uh, sounded like he was going to get backed over by a truck. And he must have been eating like a bag of Cheetos or something because (laughs) there's a lot of crunching and beeping going on in that video. I hope he's okay after that devastating. That's not the type of audio that we bring to this podcast. But again, none of the we 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 appreciate the voicemail. We appreciate him phoning in and and you could just hear the pain in his voice. I did not know about the flag <laughs> hitting the ball for Rondell Moore because Rondell Moore didn't have a good game anyways. No, I think it was like point two points. Oh, that's. Did you see the video he sent? No, I haven't. He posted a video in the chat. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at it here in a little bit, but man, that's it's heartbreaking, and and that's what it is. I mean, that's what fantasy football is. Uh, Sometimes it's I guess point Rondale, six points. Rondale finished with uh, four point one points, but he did get that minus one point for the fumble that's caused so by the referee's flag. Uh, <clears throat> let's get into the matchup. We'll start with the. The only undefeated team left in the in the league, and that would be the new hotness, Will's team. Had a huge week from Herbert, Brady, and Eckler and made up for the down weeks from Tyreek, which two in a row for Tyreek. Lockett and Miles, da- uh, Miles Davis, not Miles Davis, Mike Davis. <laughs> Miles Davis, the jazz artist. Um, Herbert and Brady were the QB two and four respectively on the week. And Eckler was the RB six. These three players totaled 94.22 points, almost more than the replacements had in their entire starting lineup. Shoot. Close to mine. Yeah, true. Hill Lockett and Davis combined for 25.9 points compared to the average from weeks one and two of these three players. The average was 69 points between those three in weeks one and two. Very nice. So, yikes. Um, but Will's 3-0. and The only team in the league is 3-0 and going into week four. And has another running back injury that he he brought into the chat today. So, that's yeah, well, Mostert, ETN, and uh, James White now down. Uh, the, the hip subluxation. Mm, subluxation. Gets another, Gets another one. I know. Uh, on to Baxter's team, the Big Rippers, they overcame a down week from Kyler Murray, 18 points. Uh, still not bad, but the down down week for him nonetheless. And a wide receiver one week from Mike Williams. What the heck with Mike Williams? The guy's like the wide receiver one on the year. I mean, 30, he's a beast and getting all the targets. 35.2 points for Mike Williams. And then DeAndre Swift, RB4 on the week. 24.7 points. His trio of wide receivers, Williams, Evans, and Ridley, were the best contributors on his team. But it was a well-rounded effort. And as mentioned earlier by Baxter and myself, uh, Miles Sanders had a disappointing performance on Monday night, though it wasn't totally his fault. He did have he did average 13 and a half yards per carry. That sounds mm-hmm. really good. Uh, but Very he only good. had two carries. That would that would equal about a total of uh, twenty seven yards. Not not good. Uh, the Philly running backs had a total of wait for it three carries in the whole game. <laughs> three. Jalen Hurts had nine carries, and the running backs had three. Unbelievable. 
uh, that's not good. Sirianni did nothing to help the Rippers this week, uh, and he should be on the hot seat. Heard it here first. Yep. All right, and the first uh, game in the no-name division we're going to bring up is the Nompton Bulldogs, who were 1-1 one one against the Grocery Baggers, um, who were 2-0. and oh. This was the best matchup in uh, the no-name division this week based off of record, and it, it turned out to be a really good one. There is the final score separated from by less than five points. The Bulldogs edged out the victory 187.4 to 182.88. Um, obviously, one of the closest finishes this, apart from the Big Rippers, I apologize, uh, Mr. Rodman. But second closest one, uh, David, the running backs carried the team like like everyone thought they would going into the season. Um, here you go, Sean. The, the running back finishes of 1, 5, 11, and 12 on the week. Oh, my gosh. Um, four top 12 running backs? Four top 12 running backs this week. Uh, would you like to guess out of Derrick Henry, Alexander Madison, Najee Harris, and, yes, his new, newly acquired Cordell, Cordero Patterson, would you like to guess who, uh, who was where? I'll give you the first two. Najee was the first one. That's what I was going to guess. And then number five. Uh, was, oh, sorry, number six was Alexander. Yep. Number 11. Must be um, Corderell. It was Corderell Patterson. He outscored uh, Derrick Henry by about a point, but that's just insane. So anyone that was talking mad about David for getting Corderell Patterson, Patterson. Katrina. Right, so he Cordero Patterson Patterson just won him this week, and every win matters. Um, after this, so anyways, those four running backs equaled ninety four point nine points, which is over fifty percent of the Bulldogs' produ- production. Um, and then on top of that, Cooper Cup just continues to impress. Wide receiver one um, overall is his week week one was his worst week of the year. And he had seven catches, 108 yards, and one touchdown in that game. So the, the, the first three weeks, he's had basically 26 points, 40 points, and 30 points each week, just bolstering down that um, wide receiver core for him. Uh, and then on top of well, that, the as we know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Stole that from the fancy footballers, but go ahead and finish it off. We know Cup and Stafford have breakfast every day. Yep. The Cooper Cup of Coffee. <laughs> it is fun to say if anyone wants to just throw it in there. David, you definitely need to say it since he's on your team, but Cooper Cup of Coffee. Um, but anyways, the the quarterbacks for, for the Bulldogs, nothing to write home about, but he's they're not killing him either. Um, just giving him steady product production on the week. So, uh, which is all he needs with running backs and, and Cooper cup producing like that. Baker Mayfield gave him just under 19 and Daniel Jones gave him just under 15. So, and then for the, for the grocery baggers, uh, Mahomes tried to carry them, but uh, the two interceptions cost them this week. So that would be four, four points and aim and loss by 4.2 points. So besides DJ Moore and Mahomes, 
DJ Moorhead, 21 and a half. Mahomes, 28.9. Every, every player on his team scored between eight or 10 and 18 points. That's a very impressive full team performance of just consistent role playing. But again, it was not enough um, to uproot the Bulldogs. And I guess he's gonna they're gonna have to regroup next next week and, and kind of see what where they can go from there. But can't can't complain about double now, digits from every player. Exactly. I mean 182 on on the week was is that's close to the top. I think he was the fourth highest scorer on the on the week. So you really can't complain about it. Like we said, the first three two weeks of the grocery baggage, you can only beat who's in front of you, and he just did not this week. So yeah, it's true. Dropped dropped to two and one did the baggers. Mm-hmm. On to the battle for the middle in the best friends division. We had Jamar Rule and Walla Walla make you holler at one and one. Both teams one and one going into the week. And Jake and Jamar Rule pulled away in this one. He followed up the, well, final score was 190 for Jamar Rule to 169 for Waller Waller. And Jamar Rule. Uh, followed up his lowest score, the lowest score in week two at 91 points with the highest score in the league in week three at just <laughs> over 190 points. Talk about a roller coaster. A hundred point difference. Jamar got great performances from Stafford, 39 and a half points, QB three on the week, and his stable of RBs, uh, Kamara, Saquon, and CEH. These three RBs finished 9, 10, and 18 on the week. So uh, no David, but still pretty solid for mm-hmm. one team. You also got a good performance from Jamar Chase. Four catches, 65 yards, two touchdowns. Wide receiver, eight on the week. And a good performance from Pittman, uh, six catches and 68 yards. Uh, if his running backs are firing like that, it's going to be tough, just like David's Which- team. Which I guarantee you he was ecstatic this week because there are some heavy question marks on Barkley and uh, CEH's usage, at least, for the for the Chiefs. So it's a good sign for him. And we, we thought that he was going to be carried by those running backs this year, and he just hasn't. And this is the first week that, he, um, that they've really contributed and helped full long team. On to – the Waller Waller make you holler Ryan's team. Uh, we've mentioned previously that as his QBs go, so will the team. And this week, Dak and Russell Wilson had a bit of a down week. They combined for 45 points. Uh, really not too bad, but uh, when you need those two to carry your team, it's not going to be enough. The rest of the team was not able to pick up the slack, um, at least enough to keep up with Jamar. Hollywood Brown dropped two touchdowns. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, 27 points on the bench, would have gone a long way towards helping them, helping make this one closer. But, uh, you know, between the QBs and then the namesake of the team, Darren Waller, who had a disappointing performance at only five catches for 54 yards, no touchdowns. It, it just, it wasn't enough to overcome the highest scoring team in the league in week three. 
And the next next uh, review from this previous week will be uh, the previously named Triple A's, now the no names, which I will give credit to the commissioner of the idea that he had. And we are actually bringing it to our board of advisors tomorrow to, to see if the name will pass approval. But in homage to the Washington football team, um, there is the name of the fantasy football team. Um, and we will see um, what the board thinks about that and see if we can get some gear um, on the presses and stuff like that for our fans. But um, with that, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in to the uh, embarrassing week that the no names had. Um I'll just like first off say that us, we as an organization, this is a, this is an actual statement from the general manager of the no names. Um, we are throwing this game out. Like Jalen Hurt said, whenever you uh, make a duke in the toilet, you don't sit there and stare at it. You, you, you flush it and you move on with your life. So um, we're throwing this game out is an embarrassing performance. I'm proud of how Joe Burrow responded. Um, we as an organization, decided that he was not um, representing the starting quarterback role correctly for our team. And we moved him to the super flex position. Um, obviously with the injuries that we've had at, at quarterback, we don't really have the option of sitting him because of the upside that he brings. And he responded greatly exactly what we want a young player to respond with. Um, he, he came out and, and did good against a supposedly good defense in Pittsburgh and gave us about almost 24 points. Um, so I'm glad to hear that. Um, but our other stars are not doing anything for us either. Uh, the only perk of this is that I'm learning who I can trust on the team and who I cannot is a tough week. It, it, it has been a tough week of practice so far. Um, we've been, we've been really hard on the guys, so we'll see how they respond, um, this next week. And we can talk about that in the, uh, we'll talk about that in the breakdown, but that's all I'm going to say. 119 points was the lowest. Um, we're not talking about the replacements because they don't even they don't even try. Our team tried and we got 100 less than 120 points um, and some some more injuries. So for the dirty dirty South Spartans, congratulations being two and one. Uh, the final score was 169 to 119. Um, Typically, teams will either have a down week whenever one of their stars goes down in practice, or in this or in this week, the the Thursday night game. Typically, they have a down week, or they rally behind and, and fight for that player. And they definitely uh, rallied behind them and fought for that player. She had the quarterback seven and, and eight on the week. Uh, that was before Monday Night Football, so you might want to fact check fact check me, Sean. Um, but. Uh, Quarterback seven and eight on the week. Tannehill rebounded nicely from a couple of rough weeks. Other than that, no, no really big performances, but many solid ones. Uh, she had five people with 12 to 18 points. Uh, now the question going for, forward, will Chuba produce while CMC is out? Turns out, like it, turns out that it was a solid trade for my team. That was the sole reason that I drafted him was just in case this happened and um, – well, we might have just made a mistake on the on the no names, obviously, with how our team is is performing anyways. Right now, we've made more than one mistake. But lastly, 
we, we mentioned this in chat, but she Katie's got to be thrilled about her production from rookie wide receiver um, Jalen Waddle, 12 of 13 receptions uh, for only 58 yards, but that's almost 17 points, and you really can't complain about that um, from, from a rookie, especially with a backup quarterback. So it looks like she's going to be having that type of production. It looks like Jacoby Brissett has liked, is liking Jalen Waddle. Obviously they're not going to have produce like that every week, but um, Jalen Waddle and had 17 off the bench and Val MVS had 16 off the bench. So um, we'll, we'll see what, what Chuba and, and another backup in Brissett can, and of course uh, Taylor Heineken, See what they can continue to do and step up whenever they have the, the opportunity. Uh, well, Connor, that was a very long-winded, um, you know, deep dive into that matchup. I appreciate that. There was a small crisis at the commissioner, Casa de Comish, a large spider outside the back door. Um, I was summoned to take care of it. Turns out... Is it a tarantula? Uh, not a tarantula. Um, did turn out that there were babies on said spider oh <laughs> all is taken care That's of worse. the spider um, had been poisoned a little bit already thanks to the bug defense i sprayed um, recently <laughs> on the back door um, i do not believe any babies survived so we are we should be good crawl in your mouth tonight all right next on next two. up yep go for it the battle for the basement between warmest regards and the replacements, both coming into the into the week zero oh and two, um, as expected, the warmest regards win it. The battle for the basement turned into a get right week for the warmest regards, as they had a well rounded performance that put them in the top of the league for scoring in week three. When I say top of the league, uh, one hundred and eighty nine points, about a point and a half behind the highest scoring team in the league, which was Jake. Um, Darnold came off the bench to play Thursday night and put up a solid 23.26 points, uh, be QB 10 on the week. He's stepping up when the team needs him to allow Trevor Lawrence to progress and grow as an NFL quarterback. Hunt then exploded for 29 points, making him the RB2 on the week, at least before Monday Night Football. And he Devontae, really good. Um, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson finished as the wide receivers two and four on the week. Most of the team is performing up to where they were drafted, except Jonathan Taylor. Um, and this hurt. needs uh, 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 fake news, fake news. Uh, and this needs to continue coming into our next matchup against Ryan in week four. Antonio had his best week of the season. The replacements did 98.8 points. Whoa, watch out. Here they come. Uh, DK Metcalf finally returned to form after only scoring 26.3 points combined in the first two weeks. He scored 23.7 points in week three, making him the wide receiver seven on the week. And of the five tight ends in the starting lineup, bold five tight end strategy, um, three scored in double digits. Conklin, Knox, and Friar Muth. Should I say it? Should I say it? Just say it because it is fun to say. The Muth with Luth. The Muth with Luth 
<laughs> and no, he doesn't have a list, but y'all need to try that saying as well. The mooth was the mooth was loose. <laughs> the mooth was loose. <laughs> anyway, these three tight ends, Conklin, Knox, and Friar Friar Muth, totaled forty six point one points. Forty-seven percent of the total points in the starting lineup for those three tight ends. I, I do give credit to that. the The Muth is Luth credit goes to the fantasy footballers. Um. Yeah, he's just trying to get some exposure for those, uh, some experience for those tight ends, so they can produce for him next year. Um. I guess he met, might have maybe he thought that this was the uh, redraft league where, um. You get extra points for the tight ends, but not true. Uh, we, we'll see. Yep, that is not true indeed. Um, and then he does have another another. Um, didn't he have another injury this week, or did I make that up? Um, no, I think he was empathizing with Will. Oh, empathizing or sympathizing? Uh, one of those. Uh, I think it's sympathizing because he. Knows he literally knows what the hell that feels. Okay, last one of the no name division. This was uh, Soldier Fields as they were trying to get right, not really right. If they were just trying to get on the board, really, they were zero and two, facing Dilly Dilly, who's one and one. Um, it it did it did not work out for her. Um, Soldier Fields is now zero and three. Dilly Dilly is now two and one. Dilly Dilly won 162 to 143, so almost 20 points. Um, is it time to panic for Soldier Fields, Sean? It's it's getting it's getting close. It's getting close. She is she is the only, or sorry, uh, Katrina and her team are the only 0 and three team in the league besides the known tanker uh, that we just we were just talking about. Um, she took the bold strategy of starting Zeke and Pollard this week and ended up um, – Zeke got 27.6 points and Pollard got 7.5. So uh, about 35 points out of them both. Last week, if she would have played both, she would have had forty, almost 49 points from them. Um, do you think this is a bold or a smart strategy, Sean? Uh, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. but if you told me I had two players in my starting lineup that averaged 17 points, I'd probably be pretty happy. Yeah, very true. Um, and, I mean, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Jackson went off on the bench for 24. I mean, that Ayuk is her guy, actually, though, right? Jackson. Yeah. So, she yeah. probably should have had him in the lineup. Jackson was uh, – or Ayuk finally showed up for almost 17 points, and then Mike Gusecki had – 12 targets and caught 10 of them for 86 yards. But those are also people that have not proven themselves. So I, I do not fault her for having them on the bench. Um, apart hey, from my, go ahead. I was going to say maybe time to cut Jimmy grandpa. Mm, I don't know. He's just Might so handsome. She He's did had she, three targets across the three games. Le'Veon Bell is officially off the roster. Good move. So maybe she's she's trying to get younger. Um, but other other than my pitiful team and embarrassing output, uh, she was the lowest scoring team in the league this this week. She had six players in double digits. 
And then those three players that I mentioned that were on the bench were almost 60 points um, that she kind of left hanging there on, on the bench. But again, like I said, I can't fault her. I probably would have benched them as well with how they've been playing. Uh, Dylan's QBs definitely carried the team. Josh Allen as a QB1 with 46 points. Cousins as a QB5 with 30 points. That was about 47% of the team's production. So 47% of team's production with two of the, what, 11 or 12 starters. Um, definitely not a bad production right there by their quarterbacks. First time Allen went off like he was drafted to. Um, he should be glad that no other injuries have occurred. He still needs five more IR, IR spots. So, Sean, I'm going to go ahead and bring you bring that to you just in case. Just so you know, I just want to make the commissioner aware of the needs of our league. He uh, – um, oh, wait, one, two, three, four. I, I take that back. He is now only four spots. Mm-hmm. Four. He only needs four more, so that would be seven total. Um. And then another bright spot is Gibson showed his first game of the year. He was only RB13, but had 19 points. He had a very nice catch and touchdown. I think it was like 70 yards or something. Um, So good sign for that team. That wraps up the week three review. Let's move on to Heroes of the Week. Hero of the Week. My, I'll go first. Mine's a little off, off the beaten path here. Uh, my hero of the week is Big Ben. That bum, Big Ben. Uh, I have not watched big the game. Big bum. Big bum. Yeah, he, he's got a big bum. He's got a big bum shoulder after throwing the ball 58 times. I uh, have not watched the game, but apparently he, he appeared to pretty much give up on the team. Um, but he's the hero of the week because he threw the ball. You know, I thought I'd only see 19 targets one time this year to Darren Waller in week one. Nope. Wrong. He threw the ball 19 to times to Najee to Harris. Juju? Oh, 19 times to the running back. <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Hero of the week, Big Ben, because he threw the ball to the running back 19 times. And in the PPR league, um, that is finger licking good. Kiss. All right, Jameis. All right, and for me, the heroes of the week is what I would categorize as backup running backs. Um, so these are obviously not the starters. First, we got Kareem Hunt was the RB2 with 28 and a half. Madison, due to injury, uh, ended up being running back six on the week with 24.1. Uh, Peyton Barber was number eight on the week with 23. Patterson was 11, RB11 on the week with 21. Gio Bernard was running back 14 on the week, or sorry, was, uh, yeah, running back 14 on the week. And then lastly, Naheem Hines was running back 15. So there are six backup running backs in the top 15. Um, Pretty impressive. I mean, you got to respect them for, for coming in and, and doing what they need to do. Yeah. You, you get the feeling that this is probably going to happen a few times this year with running back injuries and such. I feel like there's just been more injuries this year than, than the last couple of years. Maybe it's because I'm just paying closer attention. Yeah. You know, know, we do have a podcast. This is our job now. Yep. 
um, high, pay, high but, paying job. Right. You know, all those, those five stars. Stuff. Yep. Uh, on to villain of the week. Villain of the week. And my villain, you know, I had two in the running was, uh, was going to be Matt Nagy because the guy's just terrible. Um, I blame him for Justin Fields and the nine sacks offensive line was bad. I have to assume that the play calling was bad. I'm I'm in no way a football X's and O's expert, Uh, just, just terrible. Um, But my real villain of the week are, are ribs. Mm. And I don't mean pork ribs or beef ribs, barbecue ribs. I mean, player ribs, because apparently they're fragile this year. We already had Tua and Daryl Henderson out in week three from rib injuries. To the list, you can add DeAndre Hopkins, Juju, and Gronk. I mean, everybody's ribs, ouch, bruised or fractured. Yeah, that's just weird. I guess I'm sure there's more. I guess defensive players are just finally figuring out how to not just rip someone's head off now with all the rules. So maybe they just now figured out how to really throw the shoulder pad into the, the ribs. Yeah, I would imagine a face mask in the ribs wouldn't feel great either. Very true. Yeah. Um, and for my villain of the week, I'm going to go with a similar category as I had for backup running backs of, for the heroes, but rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Mac Jones led the rookie quarterbacks at number 24, QB 24 with 12 points. Lawrence, the number one overall pick, your Trevor Lawrence, Sean, was the quarterback 29 with eight and a half points. Then we got Justin Fields, quarterback 32 with 3.9 points. And then Wilson with 33 and 2.6 points. Sean, um, I guess only this is 32 starting night. quarterbacks. That's what I was about to ask. I was going to ask you how many starting quarterbacks there are. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and correct myself. Um, Fields is 33, quarterback 33, and Wilson is 34 because uh, after Monday Night Football. So Mm. um, all combined, uh, like literally those four quarterbacks combined would have only been the quarterback seven on the week, (laughs) barely beating uh, with with just over 27 points, barely beating Trevor Heineke. Taylor. They had Taylor Heineke, I apologize. They had two touchdowns. And not one, not two, not even three times that. They had seven total interceptions. So two touchdowns, seven, seven interceptions. And fun fact of the week, Trey Lance, you know, that plays uh, – he's for the, for the uh, replacements mm-hmm. uh, on the taxi squad. But he played 4% of snaps and actually outscored uh, Fields and Wilson – uh, with 6.1 points, and he was the quarterback 32. So uh, just a fun fact, rookie quarterbacks are having a tough time. I don't know if it's going to get any easier for them next week. Gross. Let's get into yeah. some league news, and we're going to start with, um, you know, courtesy of our league historian, Will, the – Dynasty, the Smackmouth Dynasty history spreadsheet. For week three, we've already mentioned that Jake and Sean were the tops. Jake and myself, you know, I, I do talk in third person now. You get get one win on the season, you get a big head. 
top scores in the league, both from the best friends division, but number three and four went to the no name division in David and Amon. Uh, for the year on in total starting lineups, the highest scoring starting lineups for the year, David number one and Will number two. Going down to look at total points, which again is starting points plus bench points. Uh, this is how draft order, you know, we got to keep an eye on it. Top scorers here, David number one still when you include bench points. Uh, and then basically tied at and second is Baxter and Katie with the most points behind David. Uh, replacements far and away in line for the number one pick. And, you know, assuming nobody makes the playoffs, the second pick at this moment, at this moment, would go to Katrina, the other 0-3 team in the league. Don't worry, I'm close behind. Yeah, Katrina's at 646. Connor, well, you're not that close. Katrina at 646, well, Eamon at 648. So Eamon is two yeah. and one. Yeah, he would be he's two and one, and he would have the third overall pick. Yep. If he misses um, the playoff. If he makes the playoffs, then he'll that doesn't well, right. Right. So Connor, you're what fifth? Fifth and fifth. Yep. Yep. Fifth or sixth. Uh let's right go ahead. in the middle of the pack where you don't want to be. Yeah. Let's go ahead and look at the playoff picture. Number one seed, the only undefeated team in the league is Will. Number two, David. Number three, Katie. Number four, Dylan. So that's three no-names in a row. Number five, Baxter. And back to a no-name at number six, Eamon. That means we still got four no-names in there. Yep. And uh, so, well, question about the playoff picture. I'm not trying to, to, to throw Will under the bus or anything, but the five and six are based off of points, correct? That is what it says here on the tab, uh, five and six seed, the two teams with the highest points for outside of the four teams that already qualified. Well, then we know that that is not Eamon, uh, Eamon Rowe because he definitely does not have uh, the second highest points out of those. So if you um, exclude, if you exclude the people already in David, Katie, mm -hmm. Dylan, and Will, he is the sixth seed because Baxter has 522. Eamon has 509. Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. I apologize. Yep. I was looking at uh, total points. So, uh, Will, uh, I, I apologize. I am upright. I was wrong. So, thank you for that. You are the man, Will. This really is beautiful. It is. It is, it is, it is. All right, let's move on to, what do you want to do, trades first and then waivers? Yeah, let's do trades real quick and then dive into waivers. All right, uh, your trade's up first, it looks like. Yep, so I got uh, Robbie Anderson in a, in a third-round pick for this coming up rookie draft for Cordero Patterson, who, again, we just mentioned was the running back 11 on the week because he counts as a running back and a wide receiver. Um, How's that feeling right now? David got a lot of flack for it. I still would have lost, even if he was in my starting lineup. So <laughs> that's how pitiful my team was. Um, so is at Robbie least, Anderson still on the roster in Carolina? Yes, he is. He did, just, he did get an extension a couple weeks ago. Um, I think the future is bright. CMC was out all of last year, which is whenever he got all of his um, catches. So – 
the the no names are are looking forward and hopefully he can rebound um, along with all the rest of my team because they sucked. The next next trade was um, Baxter kind of mentioned it, kind of said it was a little slimy. I think was the word he used. Shady dealings. Shady dealings is during Monday Night Football. Robert Tanyan, the back, uh, Baxter got them for uh, a. 2023 second round pick. So I think it's pretty fair. It's if you need a court, if you need a, maybe it might be a little high for, for a tight end. Um, but if he's, if he's a top eight tight end, it's worth it because um, tight ends are hard to come by. Um, and then the last one we speak of tight ends, but it's whatever. Um, somehow, uh, uh, Dylan weaseled out a, a fourth round pick along with Conklin from Mexican. To be honest, I don't see how the fourth round pick comes into play. Like, I, well, one, it's just a shot in the dark. I understand that. But two, I don't know why Mexican thought he needed to give him anything else because Conklin's the only one that's scoring points this year. It's not just a fourth round pick, it's a 2023 fourth round pick. So he's got to wait basically two years to use that pick well right but i'm just and it's and you're right and it's meaningless but i'm just saying with how stingy antonio's been with his picks with me i don't see um like the fourth round pick if anything should have gone to antonio because he's the one giving up the best player in the in the deal i think antonio thinks he's competing next year that is correct so we'll see that's, it. that's what i've heard but is DJ Dallas or or Jake Funk gonna contribute? No. I don't know. Who are you to say? Uh, I'm a co co-host on a worldwide podcast, the fastest growing podcast in the Smackmouth universe. Yep, exactly. That's what, I've, that's what I've heard. All right, on the waiver waiver ads. We had a bunch of them. Yeah, Got some money spent. Surprising here. Uh, I don't even know this guy's full name. Uh, the wide receiver last name Westbrook hyphenated to something that I don't know. Westbrook Akina. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jake really believes in this guy. Apparently uh, spent $40 on him. Uh, there was three bids. Looks like David bid eight and Dylan bid five, but not $40. Pretty impressive. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to this. He is a, a Tennessee Titan um he's a young guy he's 6'2 215 so he's got some size as well as this is becoming a, a better and better um acquisition from him one thing he's been targeted each game he has he's only dropped or um he has seven targets and six catches which is a pretty good stat but more importantly um aj brown is out with the hamstring is considered week to week probably won't play this week might not play the next week against Jacksonville. Um, and then Julio came up with a hamstring now as well. So um, could be a starting receiver against a, a bad Jets defense. So it could be pretty good. Next, Katrina picked up Mr. Juszczyk, the fullback for the 49ers. Call him Juice over there. Uh, 21 Dolores for, for Juice. Outbid David for at $6 and Connor at 0 uh, not going to lie, shopped it. Will didn't have a bid on him after he picked him up like last week and then dropped him, and then he <laughs> had a big week. Um, 
Katrina also spent $15 on Jordan Aikens, the Houston tight end. Big money for the a tight end for the worst team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still rostering Mr. Pharaoh Brown? Uh, if you keep on reading the waivers, you'll okay. you'll know the answer to that. Uh, David picked up uh, Royce Freeman for the Panthers, uh, eleven dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a bid in on him. Chance worth a chance. Uh, Connor, you picked up Colin Johnson, the Giants receiver who was with the um, the Jaguars in preseason. Mm-hmm. There was also Katie bid on him for five dollars. You barely outbid Katie for Mister Johnson. Yeah, I, feel, I feel good about that. He's a uh... With Shepard and Slayton out, they've got to have someone else to throw the ball to. And then uh, Connor so we'll, picks we'll up uh, free agent John Brown and drops the other Brown, Pharaoh, to get mm-hmm. him. Uh, I'll let you explain, I guess, why you picked him up. Um, I had I didn't need Pharaoh Brown. He had a decent game earlier in the season, so I picked him up just in case because tight ends are hard to come by. Um, and then he hasn't, and John Brown is a capable wide receiver who uh, requested to be released so he could join another team, and he's been working out for some others. But I have also gone ahead and dropped him for Brandon Bolden, who is the backup, one of the backups in New England, who's had some receiving work in the last couple games. So That's the league news. Let's move on to the week four breakdown. Weekly breakdown. And I will kick us off with the matchup between the two and one teams in the best friends division, the Big Rippers against Jamar Rule. Uh, projections appear to be pretty close. Uh, Jamar at just under 189, Baxter at just under 184. Storyline here is. This is the best matchup in the division this week. Can the Rippers freshen up after the smelly week three loss by 0.6 points? Or will Jamar Rule show some consistency and stake a claim as the rule-er of the division? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Uh, definitely a good matchup. Baxter's already said that he is, he's somewhat intimidated by the Jamar Rulers. Uh so we'll we'll see we'll see what the the Rippers can do after a devastating loss. Uh, in the no name division, we'll go to the Nompton Bulldogs, who are two and one against the Dirty South Spartans, that are also two and one. I'm not going to give an, a, a projection due to the Bulldogs not having a full lineup set. I don't want to give inaccurate stats. Um, so we'll just kind of dive into it. Two of the top three scoring teams in the league not just the division and the league battle to prove who will be at the top. Neither team has lost since week one. So both started 0-1 and now on a two-game win streak, uh, but only one will be 3-1. and one. This will be a fun matchup. Um, should be a high-scoring one, obviously, to the top three scoring teams. Uh, we'll see if the Spartans can tame the Bulldogs or if the Bulldogs rip off one of those legs. Ooh. Gory, gory in the no-name division. Uh, next, it is the battle between the uh, best men, you know, me and Ryan, Walt, uh, blip, 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 warmest regards against Waller, Waller, make you holler. We were each our so best the cigar, cigar Brothers? Sure, we can call it that. Uh, 
Warmest regards projected at 172 points. Waller Waller at 165. Both teams are fighting to keep their noses in the playoff race. Will the two early losses make Waller Waller holler and make them fall to one and three? Or can they rally to end the warmest regards warm streak of one win? <laughs> can like you call it a streak? streak? Can you call it a streak? <laughs> it's just a warm one. It's just not a, like a definitely not hot, uh, but we could be heating up. So it's yeah, getting, it's not like a warm. full streak in your pants. It's just like a no. just like a light warm one. Yep. Um, second in the no name division, we've got uh, the no names who are one and two against Diddly Dilly, who are two and one. Um, the projection is fairly close right now. Uh, Dilly Dilly is projected at just on, at 189 and the no-names at 181. Um, will Team No Name make a name for themselves and end the two-game losing streak? Or will Dilly Dilly make his case for the top team in the no-name division? It's going to be a tight race in that division, it appears. Yeah, because it is a better division, obviously, apart from me and uh, Katrina. On to the last matchup in the best friends division, the 0-3 replacements against the 3-0 new hotness. The new hotness projected at a whopping 195 points in the Mexican, or excuse me, the replacements, uh, highest projection of the season at 106 points for them. We'll see what happens there. The new hotness looks to remain the only undefeated team in the league and with the highest projection in the week and the matchup, it seems likely, while the replacements look to maintain the top rank on the suckometer. Or the I don't think they're going to have any trouble. I don't, I don't think they're going to have any trouble with that one. Uh, they, they've showed this determination from the beginning, and it looks like they've basically locked in that number one spot. Um, hope And definitely not getting Spencer Rattler anymore. No, uh, I mean, he could. He'll be, he will be available at the 101. I can say that. Yes, he, everyone will, yes. Uh, a similar matchup in the no-name division. We got the 0-3 Soldier Fields and the Grocery Baggers, who are the sixth seed and two and one right now. Um, can Soldier Fields show any life? Can they get on the board with the win, or will they get bagged by the Grocery Baggers, who'd get to three and one and be in the, in the discussion as one of the top teams in the division? Hmm. So there's there's definitely going to be at least one three and one team this this week. Uh, potentially could be three with how the no names and soldier fields have been um, producing. Very interesting. That is your week four breakdown. Let's, before we get to dad jokes, Connor, make sure you find yours. Mm -hmm. While I am plugging the podcast, please go rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do to spread the word of this as we mentioned, fastest growing podcast in the Smackmouth Fantasy Football Universe. Uh, looking now, we uh, holding steady. Oh, we are up to four ratings now. Four ratings. Ooh, that's right. Um, we do have an updated a uh, excuse me an updated review from our good friend Anonymous. Uh, still five stars. Uh, titled slightly above average. We great great. <laughs> Greatly appreciate that. Uh, says buyer beware. Darren Waller out for the year by week six. 
yeah well that's some bad juju what in the world yeah so we again it's it's growing fast connor four ratings average of 4.8 stars Man, whoever gives that four star really don't like you. Again, cowgirl zero eight zero three. I wonder who that's gonna who that is. I don't know. Man, I don't know. That that hurts. Um, <laughs> Connor, I will allow you to go first with your dad joke. All right, are you ready? Do you need me to stall a little bit more so you can try and try and compete with this one? No, I mean I'm probably good. All right. Uh, all right, Sean, what is the least spoken language in the world? Hmm. Probably some like small tribal language. Um, sign language. Ah, uh, <laughs> because it's not spoken. I got it. I got it. Um, oh. What do you call an anti-vax nanny? Anti-vax nanny. Uh, Mrs. Um, go ahead, Mrs. Doubt Pfizer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good COVID joke uh, for you there. Good COVID joke and a good Mrs. Doubtfire joke. Yes, um, can't get enough of those. Do you it, want to give it, a bonus? You have like a quick bonus that you probably wouldn't want to use. Uh, that I wouldn't want to use. Uh, yeah, sure. What What do you call a pony with a sore throat? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just a little horse. Oh, very, very nicely done. You know, this is a little random, but I hate it when the electricity goes out, especially when it happens at night. I feel so powerless as if someone is keeping me in the dark. Yeah, that's definitely a bonus one that you should never have used. <laughs> <laughs> Works better in conversation, I suppose. How about this? How do you wake up Lady Gaga? Ooh la la la. I don't know. You poker face. Oh, well, I was going to go to there <laughs> next. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. That's all we've got. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.